Hey, welcome to the first episode of Black Girls Binge. This is a podcast about binge eating disorder, and it's geared towards people of color because as someone who suffers from binge eating disorder, it's it's very known to me that eating disorders are largely undiagnosed in people of color. And that's, I mean, it's cultural. There's lots of reasons for that. We're taught that we're heavier than white people, um, that, you know, we're black, we're supposed to fry the chicken, all of the things that kind of feed into that, that we may think that we just have poor eating habits, but a lot of times it's a mental disorder called binge eating disorder. And it's one that we don't pay a lot of attention to. So I want to look at the DSM-5, this is coming out of DSM-5, and the diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder. We're going to look at some of these. It goes A through E. So um, binge eating disorder is recurrent episodes of binge eating. An episode of binge eating is characterized by both the following. One, eating in a discrete period of time, for example, within any two-hour period, an amount of food that's definitely larger than what most people would eat in a similar period of time under similar circumstances, right? When I think about that, that brings to mind um, the visual that we have of people who are binging where they're sitting in the middle of their bed and they have a whole bunch of food and they're rushing it down. That's what comes to mind for me with that in a short period of time. Okay, so then the second part of that is a sense of of lack of control over eating during the episode. So feeling like that person or like you can't stop eating or control how much you're eating, right? So then we're looking at B. The binge eating episodes are associated with three or more of the following. So again, we're looking at binge eating disorder and we're looking at the diagnostic criteria. One, eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amount of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of feeling embarrassed by how much one is eating, feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed, or very guilty afterwards. Think about those. Eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of feeling embarrassed by how much one is eating, and then feeling disgusted with with yourself depressed and feeling very guilty after that episode happens. Can you relate to any of that? Yeah, probably so. So then let's look at C. There's a marked distress regarding binge eating that's present. D, the binge eating occurs on average at least once a week for three months. So you're binging at least once a week on average for a period of three months. And then also the binge eating is not associated with the recurrent use of inappropriate compensatory compensatory behavior as in bulimia nervosa and does not occur exclusively during the course of bulimia nervosa or anorexia nervosa. So that's A through E. And that's pretty much what binge eating disorder. I want to... um, give you time to think about that and what we just talked about and see if there's any part of that that you relate to and whether or not you feel like you meet the criteria for binge eating disorder. You might. I want to go over this because I myself, again, suffer with binge eating disorder. And for years, years, 
I have gone to doctors, I have tried different diets, I have worked out, I have a a pretty decent relationship with the gym. Um, I've had personal trainers, I've tried dietary supplements, all types of things, but have never gotten the results that I really want to achieve. And, And I would go to the doctor and basically say to them, fix me, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm doing everything, I'm tracking, I'm doing all of these things, why am I not losing the weight? And I could not figure it out. And so I had to take an honest look at myself. I do have a lot of healthy eating habits, seemingly so. But the healthy eating habits that the world sees, eating boiled egg whites with broccoli, eating um, a protein in a green, having, you know, um, trying intermittent fasting, not eating red meat, that's what the world sees. The world sees me do those things. And that is who I am. But every once in a while, I don't want to be that girl. And I come home and I'm going to eat the Pop-Tarts. And it's never just one Pop-Tart because as a person with binge eating disorder, I don't get to have Pop-Tarts. That's, that's not allowed when you see yourself as fluffier than you would like to be. So when I do get to have Pop-Tarts, I'm not going to eat one. I'm going to eat the whole box. And after I eat that box of Pop-Tarts, I might have a couple of Oreos. And then when those Oreos are done and the Pop-Tarts are done, I'm going to take the box and hide it underneath the other trash so that no one sees that I ate that whole box of Pop-Tarts. Because who does that, right? And then comes the onset of the shame and the guilt and, and the feeling horrible about what I just did because the rest of the week was so good. If you can relate to any of this, then you might also have binge eating disorder. Again, it is a mental health diagnosis. I don't encourage you to diagnose yourself, but I do want you to be able to start the conversation and maybe inquire as to whether or not this is you too. Again, after many years of no one being able to fix me, I had to figure out my own issue and now hopefully be able to get the treatment so that I can get a hold of my binge eating disorder and make some different changes and get rid of the suppression that comes with managing weight and controlling food. I'm going to stop there. Thank you for tuning in for today. Thank you for listening to what the introduction is on binge eating disorder. I definitely look forward to having more conversation about this in future recordings.